Welcome to the network. Our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about the Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to the network. You may need it. Network family, this is Michael Prejean, the host of The Network with Michael Prejean. The year of our Lord and Savior 2020 is coming fast to an end, is the end of the year. So guess what? We're going to do some wrap-up episodes. In this episode, I'm going to bring you the recommended reads from all of our guests so far. We're over 20 episodes in, 20. Can you believe that? And man, we've had some great book recommendations. It was brought to my attention that I had not shared any of my book recommendations. Now, I'm kind of a nerd, so none of these may excite you, but I'm going to share them with you anyway. You didn't ask, but I'm going to share with you anyway. All right. So the first book I want to share with you is a book called Practice Perfect, 42 Rules for Getting Better at Getting Better. I am a teacher and a coach. That is my day job. That's what pays the bills. So I'm always trying to get better at getting better. This book is written by Doug Lamave, the best-selling author of Teach Like a Champion. Second book I want to recommend, again, I'm a nerd and a teacher, is Lies My Teacher Told Me. Everything, everything your American history textbook got wrong. This is by James W. Lowen. This book is a national bestseller. All right, we go to school. We're a little more woke now, but back in the day, we, we just, you know, went to class, learned the information, took a test and went on with it. But a lot of that stuff is not accurate. All right. My next book, book number three, three or five. The Half Has Never Been Told, Slavery and the Making of American Capitalism by Edward E. Baptiste. This is a long book, but it's not a difficult read, um, but it's a good read. It's a good read. You will understand that the world economy today built on the back of our ancestors. Book number four. When I got into 2020, man, I really wanted to focus on myself and kind of get better at doing some things with me. One of those things was was how I handled my mental wealth, my mental wellness and health. So the next two books deal straight with that. The first one is Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me by Charlemagne the God. Um, pretty good book. Pretty good book. Um, I, I would definitely recommend reading it if you want to uh, kind of get a little bit better handle on your mental wealth. All right. And then the next book is The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health, How to Navigate an Unequal System, Learn Tools for Emotional Wellness and Get the Help You Deserve. This book is by Dr. Rita Walker. She's a profession, uh, a profession, a professor uh, here in Houston at the University of Houston. The foreword is by Dr. Naeem Akbar, a gentleman that I learned a lot about in undergraduate when I was at Southern University. So those are the five books um, that would be on my recommended list. Again, you may not real be, be real excited about them. You didn't ask, but there it is. Those are my five books. Now, enjoy this episode. These are the recommended reads of 2020 brought to you by The Network with Michael Prejean. Peace and blessings, people. This segment, we're going to talk about recommended books and music, etc. So what are you reading right now? Do you have any recommended books? I do. I read the Bible, man. I, I, I mean, I, that's who I am. Read the Bible. Bible is, you know, like we used to say, the basic instructions before leaving earth. And it's not just good to read the Bible, but to, you know, put it into practice. You know what I mean? That's right. That's <laughs> not right. Just, you know, and, and at this time, we need our faith you know, more than anything. We need our, we need to focus on our faith in God. And I, and I think this is what this is all about. It's about our strengthening of our faith in God. And the Bible says faith come by hearing and that by the word of God. So if we're not reading the Bible. If we're not getting that word in us. Our faith is, is, is just, it's going, it's going to be weak. It's going to crumble. You know what I mean? Um, right. Another one of my, one, another one of books and I, and I'm kind of a person that if it's a heavy book, 
I got to read it slowly. And what I mean by that is I'm reading this book called The Other Side of Rejection by Joshua Smith. And I have to read like a chapter and I have to think about it for like two or three days. Like that's how heavy it is for me because that's something that I've always dealt with was rejection. You know what I mean? From just different aspects, just all kinds of things. And that's one of the things that I'm being real transparent right now that I struggle with. You know what I mean? And so the other side of rejection is like, it's so good because he's a, he's a pastor, but he, so he puts the word in there, but he's also a mental health counselor. So you get both, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to like really chew on it. And it's like, man, it's heavy. You know, it's not something that you can just read real quick and just put it down. Oh, okay. But you gotta, you know, so that's one of my recommended, recommended books. Another book is a 15 points of greatness by Bishop Sean Cooper, which is uh, our founder of school of greatness. And so that's something that I read. I got to read, you know, like it's another heavy book, you know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> it talked about the 15 points of greatness, like, you know, how do you, how do you reach greatness? Um, so those are my recommended books. Okay, I'm adding those. So I, I tell all my guests that I'm just stealing your book yeah, recommendations. Really? <laughs> so I actually, on my desk, I have a stack of four books. That's my own deck circle. Okay. So... I wanted to order some more, but my wife told me, she said, don't order any more books until you read these four right here. You know, but I'm trying to tell them like, but I might, I might forget which one I want to order. Right. So yeah, but those, those are good recommendations. Good recommended reads. All right, man. A brother like yourself with the type of vision that you have, what are you reading right now? Do you have any recommended books? Uh, I would say um, I read The Way of the Superior Man every year. Uh, it's by David Dita, D-E-I-D-A. And I read it a few years back. It's kind of become a little popular now because it was on uh, Nipsey Hussle's uh, list of books that he read. Okay. Um, I think that book kind of opened me up a lot as a man. Uh, put me more in touch with you know masculine energy, feminine energy, how to balance it all. Um, that and, and Shoe Dog. Uh, that's Phil Phil Knight's memoir. Phil Knight. That was a that was a real dope read. Um, I'm a big Nike fan, and uh, it kind of ta it takes you to the beginning of uh, him having the vision to create Nike, and you you, you read about the losses he took, um, how he came with names. It's 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 kind of dope. He realized how God was talking to him through it, um, like him when he graduated college his dad gave him some money you know to just go travel around the world to see but he you know find himself and i think he wound up going to like jordan and kobe and lebron everything all the people he has like right now like that were boosted his brand like he he like visited places with their names back then okay. and so it's, it's kind of crazy but yeah you see like losses at times he wasn't gonna make payroll the business is gonna have to shut down everything, and then, so it's it's kind of kind of a dope concept. Like I said, people look at Nike now, and you see like the, the Z and success. Like Nike's a billion dollar company, blah 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 blah. You know, Jordan's selling out, whatever. But you know, the A through Y is so crucial um, in teaching people about business, entrepreneurships, success, everything. Like the grind, the yeah. grind. You know, never really. It's like a LeBron. You don't see LeBron in the gym. You see LeBron on game day. Right. So we're going to change lanes a little bit. Um, tell us what you read. What are some, some recommended books? Oh, okay. So right now I am reading uh, Kendi, and I have the book right here. It's uh, stamped from the beginning and is the definite history of race, racist ideas in America. So I'm reading that and I'm also reading uh, his second book, it, which is How to Be an Anti-Racist. And Kendi was actually, he's been all over the, the media, right? On CNN, on Oprah and all these different things talking about race relations and how a white person can be in a racist and the different steps that they need. And so that's what the book um, is right now. One of the ones that I'm reading. Uh, I often, well, every semester when I teach a certain class, I um, make my students read Harriet 
Washington's book is called Medical Apartheid, uh, The Dark History of the Medical Experimentation of Black Americans. And I do that because large majority of the students at Xavier are biology pre-med majors. And I want them to know that as going into the medical field, this is the reasons why black people are afraid of going to the doctor. It says it all in this book. If you notice, black men, my dad included, don't like to go to the doctor. And, you know, it all stems from experimentations like Tuskegee, uh, the Tuskegee experiment and so on. Those experiments that have been happening to black people. And these experiments went on all the way from slavery time when the the first the person who came with up with gynecological um, processes for women were experimenting on slave women without anesthesia. And so this book, this book talks about every single thing. It talks about its experimentation of incarcerated black men in jail. I mean, everything. It's amazing. So you should definitely look at that if you're a black person going into the medical field. It'll answer some of your questions about why black people don't like doctors. Um, another one, um, I have a whole bunch of them. The New Jim Crow, Michelle Alexander, I think that was a big one from a couple years back. Mass, mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness. Um, I have, oh, let's see, um, Danielle McGuire, At the End of the Dark Street, Black Women, Rape and Resistance, A New History of the Civil Rights Movement from Rosa Parks to the Rise of Black Power. Um, so I, I have, it's a bunch of books that I have listed on there that I've read and am reading and um, just all those things I use uh, to create some of my classes. No, that's good because let, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm actually using the recommended books from my guests to build my book list. Oh. So I actually, I had a couple of Barnes and Noble gift cards. So I got on barnesandnoble.com last night and ordered a couple of books. And there's definitely two or three for sure coming from your list. Love it. Awesome. I love it. I love it. All right. So. You know, I'm big on trying to learn the Bible, you know, study. Uh, I think it's a safe book. You know, I know people, you know, got different views about different things, but yeah. and, and may want to critique this or critique that. Nothing's perfect. You know, right. we all take different things out of it and do what we want with it. But there's a lot of wisdom in the book, man. You know, and what I try right, to do I agree. is see myself with uh, wisdom and understanding. You know, that's and so if I could, if I could, especially if I can read something from a business standpoint, mm -hmm. and it also has some biblical teaching in it, so I'm actually checking two boxes. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's worth my time. So that's that's what I'm on right now. I wish it was a I wish it was an audio book. Because me sit, me literally sitting reading it is something I have to commit to. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I'm trying to do that more. Like, cause you asked me that in the in, a, in, a, in the uh, questionnaire you sent. You know, I don't do a lot of reading. I actually I envy two people type of people: readers and carpenters. You know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I wish I wish I I wish I would read more. You know, and I wish I could do stuff with my hands more, like build things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, I, man, I, I I may be making a generalization here, but yeah. I, I think that's most men who can't build <laughs> stuff. You know. <laughs> you know, my wife be pumping me up, baby. You can do that. <laughs> and I go out there and I I make an attempt. Yeah. I just had to tell her, no, nah, baby, this ain't this ain't in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Right this very minute, um, I, I'm i still on Becoming by Michelle Obama. I just, okay. I'm probably almost done with it. Um, it's just, I'm not a, you know, someone on one of your podcasts was like, I'm not a huge reader. Let me not even lie. I'm kind of that same person. I'm not a huge reader, um, but I do try to read because I know it's important. <laughs> Um, so Becoming by Michelle Obama, I'm almost done with it. Um, I've picked back up The Circle, um, The Circle Maker by Mark um, Batterson. He is a pastor out in Washington, D.C. And this book basically um, is a book about, you know, praying so big that you can't even imagine the things you're praying about. Um yeah. So the circle maker, I'm um, actually actively reading. Um, 
I'm a big, um, I was a big Twilight fan when it first started and there's a new book out in that one. So I ordered it. I'm waiting on it to come in. Um, what else? And then there's a book called Well-Read Black Girls. Um, that's a collection of, of essays from different Black um, writers. I haven't started it yet, um, but it's been on my, my list for a while. So um, that one is on my nightstand. But I have got to finish The Circle Maker and Becoming before I do anything else because I've been reading them both for like six months and it's getting to be ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually reading four books right now. I'm, I'm looking at them sitting on my desk. <laughs> I'll read a few pages of one and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's good. Let me let me get to this next one. Um, I am a huge Michelle Obama fan. Like, I would love to meet Barack and like have him over for dinner. And I'll be <laughs> like, dude, you, you can't come if you don't bring Michelle. Though. Right. You know, like, I really think she is, I really think she was the president. But that's another conversation. <laughs> I know. I know you're a reader. Tell us some of the some of the books that you're reading right now. So I'm reading uh, Barracoon or Barracoon. It's about uh, the story of the last black cargo. So essentially, um, in I think it was 1820, they outlawed bringing um, Africans into the slave trade. Uh, so the only slaves you could have would be African Americans born in the United States. Well, um, in 1860, uh, the last the last known slave ship to bring natural Africans to the United States uh, was the Clotilda, which came into Alabama, into Alabama. And this book is about the Zora Neale Hurston actually wrote this book, and it's about her interviews with um the one of the last known survivors of the Clotilda and his his experience from being a free African to being captured brought across the passage the great passage being sold into slavery and then being free and then helping to establish a colony outside of Mobile I think called Africa Town. And so it was kind of all, you know, he had literally the whole slave, ex the whole American slave experience in one lifetime. And so it's a book on her, um, her interviews with him. And I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through it, but also when I read, I read several different books. So I'm reading that I'm rereading 1984 and animal farm and, um, trying to get through uh between the world and me by Tanahasi Coates. Okay. Okay. Uh I know you got some books on deck. What what you got on deck? Okay, so on deck I got um They Came Before Columbus. So it's uh, a book about the African American presence in America before slavery, before Christopher Columbus. And so um I had been hearing a lot about this book before. And, and you know, it's basically showing that there were Afri there were Africans here before Columbus. Columbus didn't discover America. You know, of course, we all know that because there were uh, Native Americans here already. But you know, he wasn't the first. He wasn't the first to go across that that grass, that great and vast ocean. You know, sailing wasn't invented by Europeans. That's what history would want you to believe. But no, right. that's not true. Right. Um, Got a couple other books in the own dick circle. Um, Backlash. Uh, what happens when you talk about honestly about race in America? Okay. And then uh, surprise kill vanish. It's about that book's about um, CIA and paramilitary operations in in and around the world uh, that the United States sponsored. Yeah, I think I'm definitely uh, backlash and surprise kill vanish. Those are definitely going on my list. Definitely going on 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 my. I'm gonna put those in my on deck circle. You are the lit lady. Yeah. So let's talk about recommended books okay. and what you're reading right now. What do you have for us? Sure. So the book actually. <clears throat> 
have some of my books with me. I know the audience okay. can't see, but, <laughs> but um, one of the books that I'm reading now, and when I say reading, I mean reading slowly because I'm swamped with homework, but one of the fiction books that I'm reading now is called Some Sing, Some Cry. Um, and so this is a book that uh, deals with, it definitely addresses African-American culture, but it's about how we cope with things. Um, and so it tells the story of uh, a family of black women who go through some things over time. And it just talks about how we cope. So some saying some cry. So this is, this is one that I'm currently reading now. This is one that I just got finished reading and I am recommending to everyone I know. It is called Children of Actually, Children of Virtue and Vengeance. This is the second one. I thought I picked up the first one, which is called Children of Blood and Bone. Okay. And it is excellent. I mean, excellently written. It is, um, if I could describe it, I would say it's like Harry Potter meets Avatar meets Roots meets, you know, meets, uh, what's what's the other one that we all that we all like that we all went to the movie oh, black panther black panther meets black, black panther. panther right yeah and so this takes like all of those and meshes it together in a way i have never seen done before and so it is it is awesome so the first one is children of blood and bone that's the one i'm talking okay. about this is the second one that i haven't read yet children of virtue and vengeance but they are powerful page turner books i mean just page -turner. and i i know our listeners can't see it but those are hard cover books so she is a real reader these are not paperback <laughs> books y'all she this is she is a real reader. That means she's keeping these books. That's correct. Right. So so that means you can't you can't borrow. If she lets you borrow, oh, that she just said you, you can't, can't borrow. borrow. <laughs> get your own. You better get your own. Get your own book. So <laughs> yep. So definitely, there's that. And then on the uh well, and then obviously, my book, The Seven Traits of Talented Teachers. So I am uh -huh, actually uh -huh. um going through it again and reading it from a reader perspective, right? Because I've ah. seen it from a writer perspective, but I want to mm -hmm, read it from mm -hmm. a reader perspective um, so that I can get a sense of where I want to go next um, with it. And so definitely um, digging into this again. On a nonfiction tip, I'm reading, and I'm going to show you three books at one time, but on a nonfiction okay. tip, um, so I'm just about done with this, and this is actually a book I've been reading for years, so this is not like a one sit down kind of thing, but this book is so very important um, to me, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. Um, okay. This is a powerful, powerful read. Um, written a, a while back, but has some strong implications for now in terms of uh, how we position ourselves with students. A lot of what I believed in, I was given this book by another educator, again, some years ago, because she was like, you know what, this is you, this is who you are, this is how you teach. And mm -hmm. so in reading it, I was like, oh my goodness, it's always fascinating to me when I read something and I find like a name for something, you know, that I do. Um, and so this book was definitely one of those books for me, um, because as an educator myself, I've, one of my, a piece of my philosophy is, you know, I don't envision educator above student. I envision us all in, in the class together as learners. Together, okay. we are taking this learning journey together um, and learning from each other. And I may be an expert in some things, but you students are expert in some other things and you're gonna teach me as much as I teach you um, kind of thing. And so this book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, definitely um, speaks to that. And then for all this homework that I have, right now I'm on, so if there's anybody out there who you're working on your doctor's degree, oh my God. Uh, but one is called The Coding <laughs> Manual for Qualitative Researchers. And so this book is it's really good for helping you to learn the coding processes um, that goes along with it. And then here's one that we all know and love, the APA Manual, um, which yeah. has become my best friend. In case you didn't know, yeah. there is a new version out now, we all have been hanging on to the sixth edition for a while. This is the seventh edition now. And so this sleeps with me. 
at night. So, so those are my book recommendations. All right, so let's talk about books, recommended books, and what are you reading right now? Okay, yeah. So um, right now, I, I really have time to kind of sit and read, and I don't believe in um, what do they call them, audio books. I don't believe. Okay. I think that's laziness. That's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> How you listening so, to a book? Yeah, you, you listening to the book? Really? Are you taking notes? How do? You, what are you? Are you highlighting? Like, what's going on? How you come back to the those uh, you know those little nuggets or gems that pop out at you or your right, favorite part? Right. Um, but and I'm pretty sure there's a way they do it. I just I'm just not. That's not my ministry. Um, but you know, I'm rereading the. Uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, part of the reason, so Mal Malcolm has always been a hero to me. Um, and although he doesn't get the credit, I think that, that he's due. Uh, he's been a hero to me. Uh, Martin was a hero to me. Uh, and what I'm most interested in and why I'm rereading is because the more that you live and the more that, you know, information, especially in this information age, you're able to see a lot more, uh, you're able to get more of, of, of what their relationship looked like and then what that looked like at the time, you know, that they were both uh, approaching um, their deaths. Um, and so what I tend to see in there is that you had two men who started kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum regarding problems that their communities were facing, uh, but they're closer to their demise, uh, to their death. Um, they they were gravitating towards each other um, and they were coming to a, a, they were almost to a centrist position. Uh, one with Malcolm recognizing that he can't go at it alone, right? Um, that you need allies, you need the organizations like the fraternities and sororities. Uh, you need uh, organizations historically like the NAACP, the Urban League uh, to be in this fight because this fight is a multi is, uh, is multifaceted, there's, there's many fronts uh, mm -hmm. in which we need people to battle. Um, and we're not gonna get that accomplished just with one leadership, one direction. And so I always like to go back and reread something that spoke to me before, because a really good story, a really good book, there's something that you missed before. And every time, yeah. it's, and like the best example of that is the Bible. Um, yeah. You yeah. go back and you read the Bible, and you're like, wait, what, hold on. Yeah, you know, when I read this time. when I was 13, I didn't catch this. But yeah. here I am in my 30s, and I'm like, mm, okay, I need that right now. I need that in this time, in this space. And so I'm, I'm rereading that. Um, there's also there's a book that I got from uh, the Southern University Library, John B. Cape. I got from the library. I checked it out uh, for an American uh, lit class or American history class. And it was uh, the Norton Anthology, um, uh, what is it called? The Norton, uh, eesh, Norton Anth Anthology of African-American uh, Literature. Yeah. And man, it's, it's this 400, 500 page book. And it's full of like our history, uh, poems uh, by poets that some of us have never heard of. Um, there are songs, Negro spirituals, gospels. Uh, that are in there, their short stories. Uh, and so uh, with my time kind of be lim uh, being limited, I'm able to jump in there and read something interesting, learn something about our history. Um, and so it allows me to kind of keep, you know, touching parts of, my, of, of our history, of our ancestors. And so, uh, I mean, there's sermons in there from, you know, um, you know, pastors and bishops who are no longer with us. Um, mm -hmm. There's hip hop in there, blues. So it's like, it's like a, it's like this uh, written history that, uh, well, it's it's our spoken history, but it's been written down now. And so that's that's one of my joys right there. And, you know, just something new pops out to me and it speaks to me. So okay, <laughs> um, man, that's good. Yeah, good stuff. All right, so let's jump into the next phase. Tell us. What are you reading right now? Or do you have any recommended books? Um, currently I'm reading a book called Not Light, Not Light But Fire by Matthew R. K. Um, it's a good read. I think it's a bit wordy, you know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I'm gonna say it. 
it's a bit wordy. And um, I think a lot of the points that he's making are very good. And one of the points that he's made is about the notion of a safe space. You know, we as educators, we like to build this magical, this magical space called the safe space. The school is the safe space, but you have to, you have to reach, um, I think a point of defining what safe means to everyone. Safety and the feeling of safety is subjective. You know, it, it's, it doesn't mean the same for everybody. It doesn't, just like trauma. Trauma is not the same for everybody because trauma is an experience. And the experience, for example, this experience of COVID, is, it may be different for me than it is from somebody else. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's any less trauma, traumatic um, for me than it has been for the other person. You know, so it's the same with safety. Um, we have to, we have to move beyond what is considered safety and, and our magical space of safety in the classroom because it's not safe for everyone. And not just because of bullies, it just doesn't feel safe. For instance, for some of the um, Latino kids that I teach in class, they may come into class initially and they don't feel safe. Not because they don't know anyone in the classroom, not because they've had an experience of bullying from somebody in the classroom, not because they're thinking about somebody coming up shooting in the classroom. No, they don't feel safe because what if I get called out? You know, mm. what if, and then they go into a shell. What if I get called out to read out loud and I really am not a good reader when it comes to reading in English? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That takes away their comfort and their feeling of safety. Yeah. So I think um, it's a good book and it talks about that, the notion of safety and what is and, and what safety is for people. And I thought that was a good point. You know, safety doesn't have the same definition. It's defined in the, in the dictionary as one big definition, but it doesn't have the same definition for everybody. Okay, good. That's good. Safety is subjective. Mm -hmm. Okay. So recommended reads or books is there anything that you're reading right now or have read that you recommend i'm rereading a book called finding clarity um it's by this man who passed away he was uh, a coach um and it's very much about uh just the finer points of living a, a realized life it's a short book but it's something that takes a long time to digest it's almost like on a cosmic yeah. level, like everybody who picks it up, like I didn't read it for months at all. And then it was like, even when I started the first time, it took me forever to get through it because you're undoing so much as you're reading it, I think. Yeah. Like the Very mind challenging that, read. Yeah. The, the mind that doesn't want to change doesn't want you to read that book. <laughs> okay. So where the resistance to me comes from. Um, that's a big one. One that I like that a lot of people, um, I think just in general, should get to is called the four agreements by what well, is it don miguel ruiz is that his name yes. yes okay i have i have read that one i read it a couple of times it's time for me to read it again yeah i was gonna say exactly i bought that for my mom and the first time she read it she didn't realize i wanted it for her to read it as though it was about her <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i too have read it probably four, three or four times and i need to read it again um, because it is, it's like keeping sharp because the words, you know, I think the, the most, the most uh, beneficial use of words is to define their futility. Like I think, you know, words are, they have the power to create and destroy as the book says, but for me, it's like words immediately activate the mind. The mind doesn't want to change. It's like your heart knows the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting thing of like, People talk about a lot of a lot of Christians have this I, this image of an angel on your on one shoulder and a demon on the other, and it's like well they're both angels, they just have oh, a different yeah. skin. Um, That's good stuff. But what I've come to lately is the the negative the demon is actually the mind, and the good angel is your heart. Mm 
and the heart speaks the truth. And the mind, that other, that other bad angel, as we, we say bad angel, is trying to keep you where you're at or, or descend into the easier, quicker, lesser thing. And so it's like, we don't have that habit of looking into the heart. So I think for some people, just reframing how we speak to ourselves and to other people goes a long way. Like that whole thing about supporting each other, um, mm -hmm. it goes a long way, like how you speak and then how you really listen. So that's why that book for me is like always a reread because it's a good reminder, you know, we're human and we slip and it's good to go back. Um, yeah. People, people need to, to understand that, in my opinion, that we're human and we slip, yeah. you know, so because everybody deserves grace. Yeah. And mercy. You know, every, everybody deserves it. You know, we, we mess up, you know, we can be this, and we can mess up and end up being that. And both of those things can be true, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anything else you're reading? Yeah. Um, there's a book called It Didn't Start With You. This guy, um, Mark Wallen. And that was the thing that really tapped me for the first time into my, the inherited trauma. And it's not, um, it's interesting because none of this stuff comes through the guise of race. Like it's very much universal for the human experience. Um, mm -hmm. But it really helped me, and he talks about some of the science of it too. It helped me um, to get start to get a grip on the stuff you know we're talking about, because some of the stories are wild. It made me realize like this guy, you know, he was trying to go to the east and learn from like, you know, different mystics and monks and stuff, and he finally goes to probably the two most difficult guys in the world or on the planet to see, and they both just tell him go home and make peace with your parents because he was going blind and medical science couldn't figure out why. And so he, he did that. He healed his relationships with his parents and he regained his sight and doctors still couldn't tell him how, you know? Wow. And so like reading that, and that was just the preface of the book basically <laughs> was wow. him telling his story. Wow. So, yeah. So that helped me get back into that. Um, it's interesting though. Like it just reminds me what you were saying before. It's like, this idea that we're human and we slip and it's like people are so quick to hold everyone else to the fire, but not ourselves. Right. And it's, it's a hard thing for me, like the institutions, cause so many people say, Oh, I'm Christian and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, okay, but are you forgiving the people that wronged you? And when you do wrong, are you asking them forgiveness? Like, don't just talk to the Lord. Like you wronged a man. <laughs> you know right. your father or your friend or your coworker or whatever like this very thing of like yes there is salvation and it's like wherever you seek it in earnest it's there for you but we're here on earth like together and it's right. not an accident <laughs> that's so right it's that very thing it's the same quality of like how you do everything that for me it's like just eliminating all the hypocrisy and also having the courage then um to speak your truth. That's something I'm coming into, which is why some of this has been so transformational. It's like, for me, it's not okay. It's like, if I have something that I think could help somebody, it's like, I don't care what the story is they're telling about me. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, at least I'm not gonna go to my grave saying I didn't try and earnestly like approach it, you know, and try to help that person. Um, so yeah, th those, but those three books, like, we're very instrumental in the place that I am right now. I think uh, my general kind of view of of how I interact how I interact with people. Okay, so yeah. now let's talk about books, oh my goodness. music, and podcasts. Tell us, you are a lover of books and avid reader. What are you reading right now? So I have a couple books I'm reading right now. One is How I Built This. By Guy Raz. It's also the po one of my podcasts. I really like him on NPR. This book is pretty okay. good. You know, like I said, I'm really trying to explore entrepreneurship and um, what what does that look like. And so that's a really good book. It's easy to read, and it's just it's, it gives you insight into a lot of successful entrepreneurs and some of their backgrounds. So I really like that one. I'm reading one now called Live Love Now, and relieving the pressure and finding real connections with our kids. You know, I really, I have a close relationship with my kids, but I am really struggling with the 
the use of technology. I'm struggling with uh, you know, how how are our kids growing up in a society that they don't know anything else but the use of technology. And so really yeah. just trying to, the book is really well written. Gives some really good strategies on connecting, um, you know, staying connected with your kids outside of the use of technology. And so it's a really good one. I'm really enjoying that one. I'm almost finished. And then the one of the last ones I'm reading right now is it's called Wandering in Strange Lands and a daughter of the great migration who claims her roots. And it's about this woman backtracking um, from New Jersey to her, to the, to the, the migration that her parent, her grandparents and her parents took to get to New Jersey. And one chapter actually talks about her going to Lafayette, Louisiana to the uh, festival international. And so she has a, a tr- talk about that because uh, her dad's family turns out we're from St. Martin, the St. Martin area. And so it's just okay. a really good book about going backwards and trying to explore the reasons why her, uh, her parents left and the historical connection to the places, the South. And uh, so that's a really good one as well. So that's the three that I'm reading right now. And uh, every now and then I'll pop in a new one. Uh, but right now I'm just finishing these three. Okay. Is there one book that you've read that you would absolutely recommend? Like you got to read this book. Is there one? Oh my goodness, Becoming by Michelle Obama was okay. amazing. And then anything by Tana Hesey Coates. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I'm trying to get my son right now to read Between the World and Me. Um, but Becoming really was, I, I just really enjoyed her book. I think it gave just so much insight into Michelle Obama. And it was just such an encouraging read. So Becoming by Michelle Obama was, a, was my one of my absolute favorites. All right. So um, tell us about, tell the listeners what you're reading right now, or if you have any recommended books. Let's see. Um, uh, a recommend, uh, recommended book of mine would be Losing the Race by, um, and the author's name always, uh, always slips me. I think but, that's um, uh, John, John McWhorter. That, yeah, John McWhorter. And I actually, I got the, I actually got the book from my dad. Uh, took it right off of his uh, bookshelf, but you know it's a, it's a book about um, really just black culture. Honestly, it's about um, what, what's the phrase? Um, really, um, what, what, what is the phrase that I'm thinking of right now? Um, not self-actualization, but uh, personal accountability in like the black community, like that. It's a it's a really good book though. Um, I think it's the last book actually that I read like front to cover. Which is uh, which is bad because that may have been a year or two ago. So, I should probably read more. Okay. Okay. So, what does the teacher, counselor, um, performing arts background, educator read? What are you reading right now? <laughs> I read. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not gonna sit up here and pretend like I read all kind of. Um, educational books. I don't. I read what my principal tell me I have to read each year. Um, okay. I do like John Garden books, um, but I like it also because they're short and to the point, you know, and yes. there's not this big, you know, so I can go with John uh-huh. Garden anytime. Um, but honestly, when I want to read just to relax my brain and not think about anything, I like to dig into a lot of um, fiction, okay? Like right now I'm reading um, a book called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted you know, and it's like in the characters, I can identify something with me. And, you know, it's just a good read. It's not making you angry or anything. It's not turning you into an angry black woman, but it's showing you different things uh, that you may encounter as, as a black girl. So I, I like reading that. Um, and just really anything that's just gonna make my heart smile. You ever heard someone say, it just makes my heart smile. It just makes, it yeah. relaxes me and feels good. So, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so. Let's talk about books. Recommended reads, recommended books. What are you reading right now? Do you have time to read with all the dancing you do? To be honest with you, I, and this is almost embarrassing. <laughs> I don't read as much as I should. Um, the last book I read was um, uh, Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. And can I tell you what I've learned about myself? And this is something that I'm gonna do 
to make sure I read more is I did an audiobook instead because for me to sit down physically with a book, I don't have time. But if I listen to, I put the audiobook on and I get to run around my apartment and do stuff that I got to do. So that's going to be my new thing now. So, <laughs> so that's the last book that I read, that Trevor Noah book. That was really, really a good book. I, I love reading stories about people. And I guess I related to it in a sense because I guess the common theme is, you know, regular girl from Baton Rouge. He was a regular guy from South Africa, grew up, you know, in, in, the, in the slums, you know, hard life, and then look where he is now. So I always enjoy reading stories like that. So that's the last one that I read. But honestly, before that, it's been a minute. <laughs> you picked a great book because yeah. I've read that book. Oh, and yeah. I'm telling you, it's good. Trevor Noah, I, I want to invite him for dinner. Seriously, right? And he seems so down to earth. Like I just, it's, he seems like the type of person you can just walk up to and say, hey man, I really enjoyed your book and that he would converse with you. He, it just, man, I love that book. It's so good. Great, great book. Highly recommended. I'm co-signing. If you haven't read Trevor Noah's book, born a crime it's beyond excellent you need to read it yeah i agree tell us about some of of your recommended books or some of the books that you're reading right now so um it's funny that you ask about books because i recently just finished two um two books that i was um just determined to um just determined to finish but one of those being um conscious loving um it's a book about uh the journey to co-commitment so um it says a way to be fully together without giving up yourself i think that's a great book for everyone to read um if you desire to be in any sort of um relationship not just even romantic relationships or partnerships but um just to have any kind of um, relationship where um, codependency doesn't exist. I think that's a great, it's a great book to read. Um, also right now um, I'm on a mission to finish every book that I have started and need to finish. So <laughs> um, I, and some of those books are fiction and some of those are nonfiction. So another one that I'm actually reading right now is um it's called Girl, Wash Your Face. And I want to say it's by um, Hollis is her last name. I think it's Rachel Hollis. But actually, this book was um, not given to me, but uh, someone let me borrow it. And um, actually, like, I guess I guess you can call her a mentor. Um, she let me borrow it um, over a year ago and I started it and I just wasn't really in a place where I was ready to receive information um about bettering myself i was just kind of in my own little pity party so i put the book down um but i have picked it back up and um i'm like speeding through it because the information in there is just really good um it's about lies that not just even though it's about a woman and the continents uh more specific to women i think everybody can benefit from this it's about lies that um that we tell ourselves and basically um how to move through those things and how to get rid of those, um, get rid of those things and kind of accept who we are and where we are in life. So. Okay. What's your favorite all time book? My favorite all time book is their eyes are watching God. Um, it's by Zora Neale Hurston, um, which also it's my favorite movie as well. A lot of people will say like books and movies don't really, you know, match up or one is better than the other. I just I love them both. <laughs> I love them both. So okay, that's okay. a recommended read as well. So Alex L, who's who is Alex L, and what has she written or he? So she she is an author, poet, writer, mother, wife. She's just, she's just this all around. Um, kind of person. She's super grounded. Uh, she. She has written a few different books, um, which her writing um, and seeing a lot of her things also made me uh, kind of made me pick my pen back up, too. Um, she is very her writing. It's almost like it heals. You mentioned that you are a Kobe Bryant fan. 
that you are all about the mama mentality. I know that's something that you're reading right now. What else are you reading? So, uh, like I said, I'm in the I'm in the Old Testament right now, um, New American Standard Bible. Uh, every morning, I, I wake up and I read my Bible. Um, in the past, I would I would pray and I say, God, direct me where you need me to read. You know, where you need me to read on this uh, day or whatever and stuff. And it, I kid you not, every single time it would be something that I read that would be relating to what I was going through at this point in time. So uh, okay. right now, I'm in a I'm in a stage where I'm trying to read the Bible front to back, um, you know, uh, in order. And so I'm in the Old Testament. As far as books, uh, I am trying to read uh, this book by uh, called the, the Black Swan. And it basically touches on um, recognizing the improbable. So for instance, you know, you talk about the, the pandemic and stuff like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody knew it was going to get, you know, to this point, get this serious or whatever and stuff. Well, the book talks about, you know, people don't, something isn't impossible until it actually happens. You know what I mean? Like you would have told me three years ago that we would have been talking about, you know, everybody in Louisiana wearing masks and they shutting down football season or whatever. I'd be like, oh, no, nah, man, you crazy. Like you, you you crazy or whatever and stuff like that. But now it's, it's, it, it actually happens. So we make changes and adjustments to our societies or whatever based on when things happen. You know, 9-11 mm-hmm. happened. TSA got, you know, updated or whatever and everything like that. Katrina happened, you know, uh, we have more uh, information on like infrastructure in South Louisiana and, you know, different things like that. I'm curious as to see, you know, what's going to be changing because of the pandemic and stuff like that. But the book just kind of, you know, just provides information on like how to recognize these things and, you know, like just basically recognizing the extraordinary, the probability of the extraordinary actually happening. And so it's real, it's real, a real good read. That's good. I'm I'm gonna add that to my to my own deck circle. I'm I'm just stealing book recommendations from all my guests on the podcast. <laughs>